0: Hey, quick note at the top of the show, I just want to let you know that this episode took kind of a darker turn than we are used to about two-thirds through, and we started talking um, kind of in-depth about some infant mortality. If that's not something you want to listen to, I totally understand, and we will see you next week. If you're still on board, I hope you enjoy what was otherwise, well, and including that, a very interesting conversation.
1: I kind of am addicted to this new app I put on my phone called Boxer.
0: I don't know what that is.
1: Okay, so I get really stressed out by text messages.
0: <laughs> okay. Do you? Uh, yes.
1: Okay, like, like sometimes I read them, and then in my imagination I have responded to them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I have not actually responded to them. Yes. That happens to me a lot. Yes,
0: me too. And then my
1: friends are like why did you ghost text me? And I'm like, why is that even a thing? Um,
0: I recently heard somebody talk about double texting. What is that? And it's when you're having a conversation with somebody and they don't respond and then you say something else. Oh, I do that. I know. I call that conversation. Um, I didn't know that there had to be like another name for it, but somebody recently was like, Oh yeah, sorry for double texting you. And I was like, No. If you had two things to say, then say two things. Why are you apologizing?
1: Also, that's what I do all the time.
0: Yeah. No, me too.
1: Okay. Well, and I don't know that this app is going to be for you or anything, Mm -hmm. but I listened to somebody talking about it on a podcast or something. So Voxer is where you can leave people voice messages.
0: nope. I hate it. Okay.
1: But I love it because I don't like talking on the phone. Right. And text messages stress me out. Right. But sometimes I just want to leave like basically a voice memo for someone that basically in 30 seconds or a minute says something funny or like something that would take too long for me to text, uh-huh. but it's funny and I want them to know about it.
0: So it's like tell What is that? tell is exactly what you just described, except my friends used it in like 2010.
1: Oh, okay. Sure. Uh, yeah. And and I like it because again, I frequently find myself texting paragraphs because like Mm -hmm. you look at me because you've gotten texts from me. Uh, No, I'm talking about
0: myself. Yeah. But also you have texted me paragraphs (laughs) and I'm sure I've texted paragraphs back.
1: But that's because that like that's the best way. I know how to do it. Uh-huh. Or sometimes I just have a funny story I want to share.
0: Or I have to. You have um, to get like the whole thing out because if you leave just a fragment, then it might be misinterpreted. Yes. Right? Ugh, so, so boxer
1: and I don't do it with everyone. Right. I have two people who I communicate with boxer with. Good. Otherwise, that could be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do boxer with everyone. Sorry if you're my friend and you're listening to this and I don't boxer you box you I don't know well, I don't know um but I've got two friends who I am kind of just exchanging just every so often like I'll drop them a little voicemail and then they'll drop me one and I love it so this is my unpaid ad for boxer uh and this is me telling you how fun one day when you're like a professor we can box each other
0: I know Welcome to episode 118. Ooh, PS 118, like Hey Arnold. From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and I am One Bad Mother.
1: And my name is Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia.
0: We are not mothers, but happy Mother's Day.
1: Happy Mother's Day!
0: A little early.
1: Will it be? Alive? Yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah,
0: we're recording this on May first for the record because <laughs> so I'm super gonna be weird. out of town. Um, but yeah, this will go like the Thursday before Mother's Day.
1: Okay, I like celebrating the women in my life mm-hmm. who are mothers. Yes. Or who act like mothers. Mm.
0: So maybe we are mothers.
1: You're a cat mom.
0: I'm a cat mom, but I'm also a friend mom.
1: I'm a friend mom for sure. <laughs> Probably my friends would. Right oh, now. yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> that was the case for me. Um, so, we thought we would stay on theme. Mm-hmm. Kind of.
0: Kind of, well, yeah, Mostly.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and we're going to talk about mother books today.
1: Mother. Mother books. Sorry. Was... Yep. yep. Mother books. Mother boy. Um, <laughs> you have a class.
0: I have a class. So, in the fall, I'm going to be teaching a section of women in literature, and I've chosen to kind of theme that course around. I haven't come up with a catchy title for it yet what academics call a sexy title which I never do the but mother
1: I'll, of all books
0: no oh I don't like that at all <laughs> but I've been batting around like the other mother okay because one of the things that I want to do in this course is not talk about necessarily like I loved my mom and we had a really nice relationship and everything was great kind of books because those are great right but like
1: There's not conflict. Uh, There's not,
0: well, and there might be some conflict. I'm thinking of like wild, like those two people really loved each other, and the conflict is, you know, that the mother dies, right? right? And this spurs a whole thing for her. And I could have included stuff like that, but I wanted to think about mothers and not necessarily even biological mothers, but especially in. in different communities than my students maybe it would have been exposed to.
1: Okay.
0: So I'm thinking of women women of color. I'm thinking of LGBT women. I'm thinking of maybe women who are not again, not biological mothers, but serve that kind of social function within right, a role. particular group. Okay. Um, so I put together a list that I'm still kind of working on, but it's it's mostly set in stone at this point. Okay. And I wanna kinda talk about these books with you because you've read some of them. Okay. Um, and I've read some of them. I have not read a couple of them yet, right. um, but they've been highly recommended to me. Um, so I will read them over the summer, and then I will make my final decision. Okay. Uh, the first one is Dear Ijeawele. Okay. By Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, which we talked about, I think last month, mm-hmm. um, on our reading recap. Yep. Which is super super short, mm-hmm. and it's a letter to her friend about how to raise a feminist daughter. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I read it in a single sitting, and it was so obvious Mm -hmm. in a really good way. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of like, yeah, why don't we all read this? Why don't we all talk about this? Why don't we all do this? Why isn't isn't this our standard mode of being? Yeah. Um, So I kind of want to begin with that book.
1: I think that's a great... I think that's a great starting point, for sure, to kind of kick off the tone of the class.
0: I think so, too. Um, My hesitation there is that it's a very small book, yeah, and college students complain about everything. And so they're going to be like, why did I have to pay $14 for this seven-page, like, 70-page book? And I'll be like, well, because... Capitalism. Um, I don't have a good answer for you.
1: Because the proceeds help go to a woman to keep writing brilliant things. <laughs>
0: hey, there you go.
1: <laughs> like I, So I was trying to... I'm sorry. But somebody... Uh, word of South. It really bothered me that he balked at the price of a paperback. Mm-hmm. And to me... This is just me going to get on my soapbox real quick for a second. But I know we all roll our eyes, especially in the bookselling world. Like, Amazon is a dirty word. Mm-hmm. But to me, the reason... The reason I get so frus- frustrated with it is because we all I I think we all want to make art accessible and good art accessible. Right. But I also don't want to cheapen mm-hmm. art. And like this man was buying um, "Good Lord Bird" uh, by James McBride, and he was like sixteen ninety nine. And it was like, sir...
0: Have you ever bought a paperback like, before? That's how much they cost. <laughs> like, that's
1: how much they cost. And it pays for an artist to keep writing brilliant, beautiful things. And it and goes it, to the publishing company. And it goes
0: to us so we can keep selling these things to you. It goes
1: to books. Well, yeah, it goes to bookstores like ours um, who are trying to keep art and events and towns Within our communities, yes. Right. So, and we always talk about that, but God, I just... Yeah, it's a fourteen ninety nine beautiful hardback book that you can give as a gift that you can... Oh, I don't know. I feel like Amazon is really doing us all a disservice, and one day we're going to regret it. Off my soapbox. Yep. <laughs> so sorry. But, uh, <laughs> That's a great starting point. But
0: also at <laughs> at a store, you could buy other books by women like the other ones on this yeah. list.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's going to be my, good, uh, my... my. Good choice. transition. All right. Good.
0: Um, Yeah, I think that'll be a really good starting point, just to kind of start the conversation. Yeah. And then we can get more complex and theoretical and kind of break down maybe what might be too simple.
1: Because that is super practical Mm -hmm. and personal, too, because she wrote it as a letter. It's anecdotal. Yeah. Um, But I think that's a good place to start with your students.
0: Um, I also probably pretty early on, want to talk about The Mothers. Okay. By Britt Bennett. Yes. Um, So talk to me about that one a little bit.
1: So I've been raving about that book for what, a year? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, because I read it in, um, in ARC. What I loved about that book was it's a different, I guess this is what you're kind of talking about, like a different um, mode of motherhood. Like mm-hmm. it's because the mothers comes from this idea of the church mothers. the exactly. Mothers help, of the community. Yes. Who help raise her. Um, this idea to me was also laid out in a book, very different book called committed by Elizabeth Gilbert. Mm-hmm. It's about marriage, but there's a chapter in there because she is someone who has never had a child. Um, and she talks about the important role aunties play in our lives. Interesting, Aunties, yeah. aunties play in our lives. I have an aunt in my life who never married, never had children, but she's like another mother to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you and I, I mean, I don't know your experience, but I know I grew up with more than one mom. I mean, really. Of course, one mom. But lots of women in my life who acted like mothers. And that is what the mothers right. talks about. In this African-American community, the church is super important. These women have opinions and and they want the best for the protagonist. Um, but it's very, even though I grew up with aunties or mothers, I think the African-American church looks very different from even the church I grew up right. in. And I liked reading about that.
0: Yeah, no, and that's a big reason why I signed it. You've riffed about it so much. And Have you
1: read that yet? Not yet. Oh my gosh. I know.
0: Crazy. Summer is my time <laughs> to read all these books I'm going to teach know, in the know, but fall. what if
1: you hate it? I'm
0: sure that I won't. Um, I'm sure that, that would I won't. so bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's going to be great. I'm excited. Um, but I wanted to assign that because I I knew from you that it's not about literal biological no, mothers. It's, it's about the, like, women who lead in the community. Yes, accurate. Um, which is what I wanted to, to get across. So I'm glad that I was on the right track there. Good. Because um, another one I assigned... Is the first Bad Man by Miranda July. Okay. And I got you to read her short stories last year,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and I think you liked them. Yes. Um, and her novel, which came out just two years ago, is very similar in tone and in scope to her short stories. Okay. It's super quirky and weird, um, but the novel, when I finished it at first, I remember I was at Black Dog Coffee Shop with C J Hauser, and I put the book down and I was like, that was okay. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that, but like, mm, fine. And she was like, yeah, I kind of thought that would happen. It's a first novel. They're always hit or miss. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. But as I thought about it, not even as I thought about it, as I went about my life over the next couple weeks, I kept thinking about it, mm-hmm. and I kept thinking about it, and I really think it's something special.
1: Have you read it again?
0: I haven't, and I'm excited to. Okay. Because uh, I think I'll like it a lot the second time. Because it's about this very, very strange woman, who has a crush on her boss and a and a series of events happen where her co-workers adult daughter moves in with her okay and they have this very fraught very confusing relationship and then all of a sudden there is a baby at some point and there are all of these biological mothers and mother figures and she has this recurring fantasy of every time she walks by a baby she will talk to the baby and, and wonder if it is this like spirit baby that exists in her head that like she has this, a little bit like that, like the dancing <laughs> fetus, whatever it yeah. is. But it's called Kubelko Bondi. So it's like every time she walks by a baby, she's like, Are you Kubelko Bondi? And she will just know if it is like this, <laughs>
1: that is this thing that she has a
0: connection with. And it's so bizarre, but once you finish the book, it turns into this really beautiful image okay. of what's happening in her head. Okay. And this is a book about. A very strange woman who was on no such journey to become a mother and in the end finds that she has become one in more ways than one. It's really not for everybody, but if you want to read something super strange, it's going to make you uncomfortable, but then also make you kind of glow inside from good feelings. This is one for you.
1: That's super descriptive. Yeah. And original.
0: Yeah. Because there's nothing really like Miranda July. Okay. She is her own animal. Um, I got you to read Fun Home, too, right? Yes. Okay, so I'm not assigning Fun Home, because that's a father-daughter book. Yes. Um, But she has a follow-up. Alison Bechdel has a follow-up called Are You My Mother? Yes. Um, You haven't read that one, though. Mm -hmm. Okay. That one is really good, too, because the first one is all about how um, Alison Bechdel's dad died and or maybe committed suicide, and nobody's really sure, and the family goes to great lengths to kind of come to a conclusion on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then it's also about Alison Bechtel kind of discovering her own sexuality as a lesbian and realizing that her dad was gay and this is something they had in common and that they never knew about each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a really interesting beautiful story. Very sad. um, But really beautifully rendered. The follow up is about her relationship with her mother mostly in the aftermath of this. Okay. Growing up as an adult without a father whom she now knows was gay Mm -hmm. and how does she deal with the fact that she has this mother with whom she has very little in common
1: right which you see little glimmers of Mm -hmm. in fun home for sure right so this is
0: her focusing on that okay it's very good i don't think it's as good as fun home okay um but it's still very good and it's intercut with a lot of um freudian dream analysis okay which is very interesting because it's something i'd never considered of the Oedipus complex, as it plays out between a uh-huh. lesbian woman and her mother. Uh
1: huh. Oh, interesting. Right. Yeah, I uh, would have never thought. No, of that
0: um, and this is why we read to right. discover things beyond ourselves. Right. Really interesting. I'm excited to teach that too. Um, and a follow up to that, that was recommended by a friend, is another graphic memoir called Pregnant Butch, Okay. which I have not read at all. But it is about a um, a woman who describes herself as a as a butch lesbian who dresses very masculine all the time, um, and is pregnant. Okay. And the just looks she gets from the whole world who think, like, you shouldn't do that, you're a man. She's like, well, no, I'm not a man, I just mm. dress this way. Um, and it's about what is being a woman, what is being a mother, and is, and is it a necessarily gendered experience in the way that we often think about it?
1: Will you, um, Will you pair those together? Absolutely. Okay. And
0: I haven't read that one yet. Okay. Um, I read the first chapter and I'm getting a lot of what I just said from the jacket copy and from some reviews that I've read. Okay. Um, so I will, I'll fill everybody in when okay. I get to it, but I'm very excited about reading it. Okay. Um, it sounds like a really good companion piece. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. There's one more. Oh, it's Marriage of a Thousand Lies by S.J. Sindhu.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: So her first novel, she was in our store last month. Yep. Um, for a, a signing and a reading, or maybe two months ago. Um, she's one of my colleagues at Florida State, but sh- her first novel is coming out next month, um, and it sounds really challenging and good. Mm-hmm. Um, and she asked me if I would be interested in teaching it in mm-hmm. my class, and she described the premise to me, and I thought, mm-hmm. yes, that's perfect.
1: Yeah, the premise is really interesting, because she, she came to actually two events for mm-hmm. us, and so I heard her at the second one kind of speak about some of this.
0: And she said, like, the publisher, like, the kind of jacket copy is, like, a gay man and a lesbian are in an arranged marriage. Mm -hmm. But she said, like, that's kind of the hook, but the meat of the novel is about the woman's relationship with her mother. Okay. Um, which I think, again, will be a very good companion piece to Are You My Mother and to Pregnant Butch. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. I haven't read it yet yeah. again, um, but I'm very excited. that Sindhu is an excellent writer, so I'm sure the novel was wonderful. Yeah. Um, I do have it pre-ordered here at the bookshelf, <laughs> um, so I'll get it as soon as it comes in. I probably should have requested an ARC months back, but did not think about it. Uh, so here we are.
1: Okay, so this is a really unique course. I think so. Yeah.
0: There's one other book, and I can't think what it is, and that's going to bother me.
1: So it is... It, but- you are not covering what most people think of exactly as motherhood or traditional exactly. mother figures really at all
0: no okay um but because, that's intentional no it's very intentional and i think oh oh my other book is actually a film it's a horror film from a couple years ago called the Duck.
1: oh i never watched that it looks um, terrifying
0: it's really scary um, and I don't like scary movies, but it is a really interesting meditation on motherhood.
1: Okay, because it's on Netflix. And Jordan and I almost watch it. We try to watch scary movies every October. Yeah. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but it was in October. Um, I
0: do recommend the movie. Okay. I saw it with, with some friends when it was at the Dollar Theater in Tallahassee. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, it did not bother me in the way that it bothered two of the friends that I saw it with. Okay. But there are a couple of very intense scenes because it's like supernatural scary that is most scary to me mm-hmm. and they <laughs> yeah yeah okay. it's a monster but it's a metaphor right okay. um you you watch the movie you understand the story and it's about a mother and her son and how they're being essentially haunted by this monster that also inhabits a children's book okay so it's maybe not a good bookstore <gasps> oh
1: <laughs> i was like oh that's horrifying
0: um but then when you finish the movie you and kind of dip in or yeah dip into it and critically analyze it and it's 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 a brilliant metaphor for like a mother who doesn't always love her son okay and like, the mm-hmm. monster kind of represents the guilt that she feels of like not always loving her son the way she thinks she has to okay um and adrian rich or i'm sorry adrian rich has a very interesting essay in a book called of woman born where she talks about like there is this biological process that happens when you give birth where y- your brain tricks you into loving your child even if you might not but that doesn't always happen and sometimes you have to learn to love your child and you feel like the worst person on earth because that's the only thing you're supposed to do as a mother and you don't have it naturally and you have mm-hmm. to learn and like ugh what a terrible feeling yeah so i want to talk about that too
1: oh so you're going to read the essay
0: yeah we'll read the essay and we'll watch the movie
1: okay cuz so this all sounds. I was listening to a podcast, and believe it or not, it does relate. But the podcast is called "Is the Lazy Genius Podcast," mm-hmm. and she talks about like being a genius about the things that matter, lazy about the things that don't. Um, but this episode was about motherhood, mm-hmm. and it was like a lot of tricks about when you're pregnant, pregnant, or you know things to do as a mother. But one of the tips, and at first it took me back because I am not a mom, right? Um, and one of her like tips or her little pieces of wisdom was, she was like, you are going to have days where you want to throw your baby.
0: Yeah.
1: As long as you don't throw your baby, that is a good mother. Like, and it was this idea that she was like, you don't need to feel guilty when you have these feelings of, I don't like my child. They're making me mad. They're screaming at me. Like, that's normal. She says, what's not normal is throwing the baby.
0: Um, this reminded me of what the actual last book in the class is. Oh, good. It's Beloved by Toni Morrison. Okay. Yes. (laughs) You see where that connection went. Yes, okay. Um, Which I feel like most people have read at this point. Um, It is often assigned in high school or really more in college. Yeah. Um, It's a very dark and violent book about a woman who is literally haunted by the ghost of her her dead daughter. Um, And it is also kind of about how there is a tendency to sometimes locate your sense of identity in being a mother Mm -hmm. and how that's not always a good or healthy thing to do. Yeah. Um, one of the most famous lines from that book is you, your best self, Mm -hmm. um, where she has to realize that like, she is still a person even though she doesn't have this child anymore right um and that it was not the child who gave her worth Mm -hmm. um that she was an intrinsically
1: valuable valuable
0: person person, on her own yeah um so i'm doing all these kind of alternative approaches to motherhood
1: oh i'm so intrigued i think that'll be a really good class i
0: really hope it is i'm trying to be provocative with it but at the same time like hopefully these are people who have positive mother figures in their lives and it might be interesting to look at the other side of that yeah a not always positive figure or a not um a figure that's maybe not exactly what you expect and how some some of these are very toxic relationships we're looking at but can still be good and beautiful and useful
1: well i was gonna say you may also get i feel like the older i get the more i encounter a lot of people who don't have Mm -hmm. positive Memories or relationships with their mothers, and perhaps this will be a good class too to show what can come of negative relationships too. Yeah. Like so, which episode
0: that. of Gilmore Girls should I use?
1: <laughs> right. To talk
0: about unhealthy mother relationships.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Because like, I'm I not think...
0: talking about Emily and Lorelai. I'm talking about Lorelai and Rory. Lorelai
1: and Rory, because uh, I just occasionally will rewatch, mm-hmm. and I still think season two of Gilmore Girls is like a perfect yeah, season television. Yeah, it's a great television. season. Um, but the number of women my age who still act like Lorelai is a healthy mother figure no. is astounding to me. Yeah, No, um, she's not. But, but a lot of millennial women, I think, really associate her with, like, oh, that's what a good mom looks like. Right. Like, well, I mean, depends on your definition of no, good, but like... Yeah, I mean,
0: and that's <laughs> the thing. We don't want to like, sit here and, sure. and judge your practice either, but... But ooh, not I super worry. healthy. Yeah.
1: Right. Oh, it's th- a
0: little more like Amy Poehler's character in Mean Girls. Yeah. I'm a cool mom. Yeah.
1: I can't wait to hear, I feel like, if your class is made up of an interesting caliber of student In and a diverse years, range I'm of students. I'm having a bunch
0: of, like, repeats too, and i Okay, so then I think that'll be
1: good. Yeah. As long, you know, with with students who are familiar with you and who will... Because I feel like that type of course depends a lot on the conversations. You
0: Absolutely. Have. And yeah. it is a discussion-based course. And that's why I assigned, like, pretty provocative material to get that discussion Right, going, to have good right? conversations. And then I do want, like, I even thought for a second about... Um, the grapes of wrath mm-hmm. except i wanted to teach only books by women mm-hmm. that was important to me yeah um but the grapes of wrath i mean no spoilers because that book is a hundred years old but like <laughs> it ends with well, the whole book is kind of centered on this family in the depression moving west to california to try to find work but there's a character is pregnant the entire time and she's the symbol of like hope and once we get there everything's going to be okay mm-hmm. and we're going to have this baby and life is going to continue on but when they get there the baby's stillborn mm-hmm. and that's the end of the book the, the baby is dead and she is i, I think she breastfeeds a homeless man mm-hmm. or something and it's this beautiful image of of maternity but mm-hmm. not the way we expected to and not the them. way
1: she expected exactly it. Yeah.
0: Um, and man, this is a dark episode, Yeah, but it's going to be okay.
1: Super heavy. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Happy Mother's
0: Day, everyone. <laughs> uh, we will put a disclaimer at the front. Yeah,
1: this is, uh, this is intense. Um, but, um every week in your class. But I did want to talk intense.
0: about kind of the, maybe the fetishization of the mother. Mm-hmm. The mother as this like symbol of life and like. They're also just people, right. right? Not every woman has to be a metaphor,
1: right? Mm,
0: yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the tagline mm-hmm. for my for my class. Yeah. Um, women in literature colon the other mother colon <laughs> not every woman has to be a metaphor.
1: <laughs> They're people too, flawed <laughs> with depth. Yes. And with more than just one title after their name. Yes. <laughs> um, so I have a couple of recommendations for if you're shopping for your mom on Mother's Day and these books aren't appealing (laughs) to you. Aren't appealing
0: to you? Which, like, Uh, I get. I get. I mean,
1: these are, I do think, for a course or even for your own, like, I think for book club reading, like, this stuff could be fascinating. But I get if you are shopping for your mom and these are a little heavier than you want to go. Uh, So I just have a couple of recommendations, most of which will be familiar to everybody listening to this. Um, There is the obvious. There's Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Um, mother-daughter story, super quirky. If you haven't read it yet, why? Like, it's, <laughs> it's time for you to read it. Um, it's a great mother-daughter book. I did put The Mothers mm-hmm. on my list. Good. I also put The Color of Water. Right. Um, yeah, really the good. The James McBride book. So good. We talked about it last episode. Um, also, Rabbit Cake. Again, a little darker. Uh, but to me, it shows what happens when a, when this mother dies. And I... As the book goes on, you don't quite know how to feel about the mother because you don't quite know. There's some questions about how she died and, and maybe some decisions that she made. But you see the hole that is left in this family when that mother doesn't exist. And... And the father walks around the house with her lipstick on and her, wearing her shoes. Mm. And because he's trying, like, it, there's a lot going on. I'm
0: going to read that. I think that might actually have a good place in my closet. You would love it.
1: It would. It would. Yeah. It totally would. Uh, yeah.
0: Because that's about the absent mother, yes. right? Which is another
1: yeah. thing. It's, yeah. So it's about the void she leaves and, like, how the daughters in their own ways cope with that Mm -hmm. it's really good but it's also deeply darkly funny um so rabbit cake by annie hartnett um just a good gift book is glitter and glue i think it's by kelly corrigan this is one my like little traveling book club read a couple of years ago it's about a woman and the thing she got from her mother um and she talks about her relationship with her dad as well but there's something about that mother-daughter bond um and i think she refers to like her dad as the glitter of the family and her mom as the glue or something like that um so it's been a while since i read it but when i read it i did remember thinking this would make a great mother's day book unconventional (laughs) like none of these maybe are super conventional but i think a great mother-daughter book um a grown up kind of pretty by Jocelyn Jackson. Um, I grew up kind of sort of in the South, where like my parent, my mom and aunt would like quote, <laughs> they would say things like, "It's almost time for the Easter Bunny," and then it <laughs> took me years before I realized that was from steel magnolias because right. I had never <laughs> seen steel magnolias. So to me, a grown up kind of pretty and r- really anything Jocelyn Jackson does is like dark steel magnolias Mm -hmm. um so lots of mother-daughter relationships grown up kind of pretty is just one of her books that i think addresses those but with like this southern sensibility um that's really fun uh and again kind of dark darkly funny i love this is how it always is Mm -hmm. um i have raved about that book i'm we're now in may and it is still on my like top 10 books i've read in 2017 that mother if any of you are familiar with the film the family stone which is one of my favorite movies the mother in that to me is very much like the mother and this is how it always is trying desperately to like loves all of her children she has a lot of children and she loves each of them in this unique and beautiful way um giving them each the attention they deserve and anyway it's really a beautiful book and really a beautiful book about a a mom who's trying really hard to serve her children well yeah um Without losing herself, um, which I think is important, and then you were talking about, um, you were talking about, Fun Home, and yeah. I, there's a graphic memoir that I read, and I I'm just gonna Google the name of it real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's called French. French Mil- Milk. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Right. Um, it is. If I remember right, it's a s- story where the daughter goes to uh, France to Paris with her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, And kind of the adventures that they have, but also the disagreements that they have. They obviously traveling, traveling in general, if you're traveling with a, with anyone, Mm -hmm. I feel like conflict arises there. But yeah, she's, yeah, she's 23 years old and she goes on a six week trip, um, Mm. with her mother. Mm -hmm. Can you... No. And I, and I, and I, I adore, adore my mother. My mother. <laughs> Let's be clear. Actually, I
0: could do six weeks with my mom, I think. But no, not six weeks.
1: Not six weeks alone. Two. Yeah, two. Two and six are very different They are.
0: They really are. <laughs> um,
1: but she goes on a six-week trip because they were both facing milestone birthdays. Okay. Um, anyway, I loved... That was my very first graphic memoir. And I loved it and have such fond memories of reading it. Um, so that's another... Gosh, even just this list, maybe it's not, maybe a little more conventional yours, sure. but not much. No, no, no. It's still a little odd, but
0: that's good though. But I
1: think those are some interesting mother-daughter um, reads. Um, either you can give as gifts to the women in your life.
0: In Color of Water, a mother-son read. Yes. And remember how yes. I've been trying to find mother-son books for the past They're year.
1: They're hard. I, and I'm so <laughs> glad. Okay, so yeah. So we have one now. we have got one. Um, yeah. <laughs> you should open that up to the listeners. I
0: should. Please. Are there books that exist that are mother-son novels that do not get incesty? That's my stipulation. Because I feel like that way too often happens and it's super weird and i don't want it <laughs> so please let me know email me at inventory at dot if you have a good mother-son centric novel that does not get gross
1: gosh because we talked about this and there are a lot we've of, been
0: thinking about it on and off for a year there's a lot
1: of father-daughter novels a lot
0: of father-son novels a lot of mother-daughter novels there are not a ton of mother-son novels
1: maybe that mm, i have thoughts interesting
0: I do do too and I think it's Freud's fault because he made us think that every mother-son relationship must be gross right and it's not it's wrong Buster Bluth (laughs)
1: Um, okay that's a good that's a great way to end this episode I think
0: so too Buster Bluth Buster
1: Bluth reference Um, (laughs) you can find full episodes of From the Front Porch on iTunes or on our store website that's Com.
0: and I hope you'll keep listening to this even though we took it pretty dark this week (laughs) accidentally (laughs) um but please follow us on social media because we are fun people um you can find us at bookshelf t
1: thanks so much for listening and we will see you guys next week happy mother's day
0: happy mother's day